0: Hello and welcome to The Wallet. I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vespod and author of Your Not Broke, Your pre ridge And every week with my brilliant guests, we give you the best tips, guidance, and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. Today, we're back with an episode of The Hotline. Remember that if you'd like to participate, you can send me a voice note at podcast at Vespod.com. We'd love to hear your proud money moments, your questions and comments. As always, join us on Vespot.com for events, workshops, and lots of free money resources. In today's episode, I answer a question I received on Vespot's Instagram. What to do when you're feeling stuck about money? We're all at different stages in our financial lives. Some of us are trying to save for rainy day or our first home, and others are investing and building our retirement funds. But the journey is never linear, and we could all do with a little help. Moneybox is an award-winning app, helping over 800,000 people reach their goals and build wealth with confidence. Moneybox runs up your spare change and allows you to choose how and where you want to invest and save. You can sign up in minutes with as little as one pound. Download the Moneybox app today or go to moneybox.com slash for more information. As always with investing, your capital is at risk. Remember that we are not certified financial advisors. Information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. Sometimes we feel stuck. We don't know where to start. We don't have the time. Or we just can feel that you know, we're losing our financial confidence. So few of us actually have access to a financial advisor. We're not sure how to find one, if we should... Or maybe if we have enough money to actually work with one. While I would always advise you to find professional help, here are a few coping pointers you can try to apply just to breathe and feel good again about money. So when you're feeling stuck about money, it usually comes back um, to a few main issues, which are far more common than you might think. It's just that we perhaps don't talk about the following as much as we should, and that's why we're here to change. After all, research shows that money is one of the most common sources of stress for adults. There are so many people struggling with major economic shifts. And it's crucial to find ways to manage the stress that can come from financial worries, especially as they can go on to cause health issues. So there are three things. The first thing for me is that can cause you to feel financially stuck is when you leave paycheck to paycheck. Maybe you're not spending a massive amount on big items, but you're spending on lots of things that you don't maybe actually need or like impulse spending or maybe retail therapy. Add it up, this means that at the end of the month, you can come up short and hardly pay your bills, let alone save to save or invest. Another issue might be that you have no idea where your money is going and you're overspending. You might have subscriptions you've forgotten about or automatic payment going out that you've overlooked. And other issues might be that maybe you don't invest, you don't ask for a raise, or you don't explore like new learning opportunities. The truth is that we all get stuck in financial routes from time to time. But what matters most is how we get ourselves out of them. At this particular moment in time, that might mean that we feel super stretched in terms of personal finances. There's energy prices going up, there's inflation, And we don't necessarily know how to deal with money issues that can arise quite quickly. Maybe we in the red this month because of unexpected spending. It can be stressful. So you can just use this episode and come back to it at any time to try to release the stress and to find some solutions. So here are a handful of things you can do when it comes to breaking the vicious cycle of poor financial health and poor mental health. So the first thing is to find help. This is all about finding a support system. Whether it's just one person or an entire group, a great place to start could be to talk to a financial professional by reaching out via email in the first instance. But it's that feels too big a step. For now, there's a lot of information online to help people navigate financial well-being, including step change and citizen's advice. It's important to remember that there's a broad spectrum of help available depending on the severity of the situation. If it's mental health that you need help with, a good first step could be to seek medical advice by visiting your GP. There are also charities like Mind and the Samaritans, and they have call centers with helpline you can call for speaking to somebody confidentially. I would recommend you go back to our episode of the hotline number 11, How to Entangle Money Issues and Mental Health with Claire Francis, where she talks about all that and her personal experience. Overall, it's beneficial to normalize money conversation and it can help to get emotional support, whether that's through an accountability partner or community. We just launched actually the Vespod Pods group. That's something I've been thinking about for a long term. These are just like support groups and you will find them in Manchester, in Brighton and in London. And these are safe, friendly spaces to just discuss money issues. And there's more information on, on our website. It can also help to have someone outside of the situation look at the issues and see if your goals and budget are on track. This can be reaching out to a family member, to a friend, a financial counsellor and asking them to take a look at things through an emotionally neutral lens. The second step is to take control back. This can start with booking time in your calendar to deal with this important issue. Stop social media for a while and grab a money book like I really enjoy Mind Over Money by Claudia Hammond or The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. These are if you want to learn about how we feel about money. Um, And you can learn from, you know, some of the best teachers in this area. Some of the community's favorite books are You Are the Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. And another one is the index card Why Personal Finance Doesn't Have to Be Complicated by Helene Olin and Harold Pollack. So besides reading those, another useful step is to know your numbers and check where is your money going. This is an exercise I find particularly useful. And it's as simple as taking a piece of paper or on your laptop and put down your total household income list every single source. Track all that's left your bank account in the previous months, no matter how small. You can check your banking app or print maybe the past three months of bank statements. List all your debts, including your credit card, your loans, your mortgage, and really take a look into this and the interest you're paying on your debts. And don't judge yourself in the process. Instead, just treat it as an exercise. Now you have a much clearer picture of your own financial situation it's much easier than trying to guess off the top of your head how much money you have at that moment in time. Also a very quick tip is Checking your bank account every day, I know that can sound super stressful and I'm sure a lot of you are doing it, but a lot are actually not even checking. So just get into the habit of knowing every day, I know how much money I have, I can check if there's something that's a bit weird on my account, if I have subscriptions going out, um, the money that's going to be coming in and staying on top of of your day-to-day finances. The third tip is around budgeting and making some adjustments. Once you've checked where you stand financially today, you're in a better position to create a budget. This means tracking and being more mindful about your spending. I find it useful to create three categories in your budget from essential costs, paying yourself, aka your savings and lifestyle expenses. You can then assess line by line where you could potentially make savings or improvements. Maybe negotiating some bills, checking your energy costs or cancelling a subscription or two. Also, leave some extra money from unexpected costs. This is an excellent time to ask yourself, are you using coping strategies or impulse spending? Are you spending from a place of necessity or are you spending emotionally because of something else going on within you that you haven't addressed? It doesn't matter what you do, but awareness is key. It's the starting point. Once you've done this, then it's time to look to make small changes. You don't have to overhaul everything overnight, but you'd be surprised at how quickly the compound effects on many little things can come about. With a more mindful and sustainable approach to your finances, you, you start altering your habits, which could result in direct monetary gains. My tip four is start planning again. It's important to then start an emergency fund. This fund is the money delib- deliberately set aside to take care of the financial surprises that can affect anyone losing your job leaving a relationship medical or dental emergency or other unexpected hurdles you can also start planning for the future based on what you want your life to look like over the coming months years decades by just writing your goals you can find the motivation visualize them but also start to saving for them i picture it like a collection of jars holding the money i need to go on holidays but also pay for my kids' education or retire at any given age. This is always work in progress and you can prioritize your goal, you can break them down just to be able to tick these boxes. Next, prepare for raise or increase your rates. It might not always be possible to control the outcome of asking for those things, but it pays to do your research and to find out what you need to do in order to increase the likelihood of those changes taking place. This is not a one-off, but a constant effort and preparation. Also, once you have your emergency fund, repay your expensive debt, start investing. Start your investing journey by taking a small step. You don't need to have a huge amount of money to begin investing. You can start with as much as your spare change or maybe 50 pound a month. If you have a pension, you're also already an investor in the stock market. This is a, also a good time to check your pension. Make sure that where possible you track your progress, either through a money journal or whatever method makes the most sense for you. Enjoy the process. Building our financial literacy is a lifelong process and it's only through practicing the above that we get better at managing our finances for the long haul. Also remember that women, especially, your financial progress won't necessarily be linear. There are some things that will slow you down building wealth and getting to a financially secure place. You may have or want to take time off work for yourself, for your family, for people you care about. And according to research from the Center for Progressive Policy latest report, What Women Want, published in March 2022, women in the UK are providing more than twice as much unpaid childcare per year as men, as well as spending more time caring for adults than men. And if we look at the numbers, 23 billion hours worth an estimated 382 billion pounds versus 9.7 billion hours worth 160 billion pounds for men. So always remember that small changes compound over time. You're on a journey. Do it for yourself and stop comparing yourself to others. So one, the first is to find help. The second step is to take control back. The third, budget and make some adjustments. And four, start planning again for the journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Wallet. Every other week, I answer your questions about money on the show. To get involved, send your questions and comments via hotline to podcast at If you send us a voice note, you may even get to hear your voice on the next hotline episode. Be sure to share this show with your friends and subscribe on your favorite platform. Please also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It only takes a few seconds, but it helps more people find our show. Join us again next Thursday for another episode of The Wallet with Alex Tedman from The Frugality.